Every single time Hunter wakes up from a nap these days, he's asking for a snack and it's usually a fruit snack. And I used to say heck no to all kinds of fruit snacks and goodies like that because I hated all of the artificial dyes, harmful ingredients, and the ridiculous amount of sugar that they have. And while I still am a big proponent in not having all of those things all the time, I find so much hope in knowing that Thrive Market has me covered and has Hunter covered for not just all of those sweet fun treats, but also other essentials while keeping him safe and healthy. And it's honestly become a fun little tradition for Michael and I to sit down and pick out our Thrive Market order. They're so amazing and such our go-to for delicious snacks and pantry essentials and so much more. Their app is so easy to use and everything is delivered to our doorstep in a matter of days, which drastically reduces my stress level because making time to go to the grocery store is my least favorite thing to do. Plus, I'm obsessed with their standards. They restrict literally 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and they only allow the most trusted ingredients for you. I mean, even last order, I saved $20 and got an incredible deal on the poppy probiotic sodas that I love. Plus, it's not just good for your family. When you join Thrive Market, they also gift a membership to a family in need, which is the greatest. So let's save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truthtalks for 30% off your first order. Plus, you get a $60 gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. Hey friend, you're listening to Truth Talks with Tara, a podcast dedicated to helping you know, love, and live God's word. I'm your host, Tara, and I am so glad that you're here. Each week, we'll dive into scripture together. We'll answer questions we all have about the Bible and about how to live for God, as well as learn from some of my amazing friends and guests. If you want to see how God's word can truly change your everyday life, this show is for you. My prayer is that we would all grow in our knowledge of God so that we can live boldly for Him. So, what do you say? Let's get into it. Have you ever wanted to share the gospel with someone who doesn't know the Lord, but feel intimidated or scared or unsure how to go about it? I am so honored that we have Jonathan Carswell of 10 of those on the podcast today. Not only is his accent the most amazing thing you'll hear all day, he is a part of 10 of those, a nonprofit organization of sorts that sells books, quality Christian, theologically sound books and resources, studies, all those things to people like us at a way better price than you would get really anywhere else. And so their mission is just to make it affordable so that you can get into God's word, so you can study it without feeling like money is really a hindrance. And so I'm really excited to share about their mission and let Jonathan kind of tell you more about them, as well as share his passion for helping people really share the gospel with unbelievers and hear his heart for people who don't know the Lord. We're talking about why God's word says that we should share the gospel with people who don't know him. Tips and tricks, if you will, don't really know if that's the best way to call it, but tips and just encouragements to actually spread the gospel because sometimes it can be this area of life that's really intimidating and really scary and overcoming the fear of rejection and how to spread God's word and love on people without alienating people. Jonathan is such a humble wealth of wisdom on this topic and his heart for the Lord really shines through this conversation. So I cannot wait for you guys to get your hands on this episode. Make sure to go check out 10 of those and an awesome giveaway that I'm doing 
doing over on my Instagram today if you are listening to this on launch day of this episode. But without further ado, let's just get into this conversation. It is so uplifting. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in for another episode. I'm so pumped about this because I feel like this is a question I get a lot and at times, which is totally fine, I feel like I'm at a loss for how to explain this. And so I have an awesome friend here, a new friend to me that is going to be talking on the show today about how we can spread the gospel with unbelievers. And I think this is something that we can all grow in. It's just awesome to hear that everyone is so excited to hear more about how to do this. But before we get into this, Jonathan, would you introduce yourself and just, I don't know, explain a little bit about your life and who you are and what you do, your ministry and all those things. Gladly. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. It's it's great to connect and uh, and to be able to share. So my name is Jonathan, Jonathan Carswell. I am originally from England, so I acknowledge I have an accent, though I do like to think that uh, the Americans have the accent, but that's a different matter. But uh, no, oh gosh, yeah. Uh, originally... <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I'm still learning the language, but hopefully most people can understand me. But oh no, uh, I, I totally, um, I totally can. And I also feel like I've heard that from a lot of people too. They're like, "No, the Americans have an accent," and I'm like, "I can't hear it," but you probably can't hear yours either. So. No, exactly. It's. Um, I said to somebody the other day, "Oh yeah, I'm still learning the language," and they looked at me as if. No, but we do speak the same right. language. I, I right. needed to explain it as a joke, but never mind. But uh, awesome. so yeah, I mean, originally from England, uh, moved to the states three years ago with my wife and uh, and kids, um, and I work for a ministry called Ten of Those dot com. Uh, we handpick the best resources from across the publishers. Uh, we road test them so we know that they hold to the Bible, that they make much of Jesus. That's what we're all about. Mm. And then we discount them so that more copies can go out. We really believe that as books point people to Jesus, they can totally change a life. So we yeah. want as many to go out as possible. And, and so therefore we discount them. And then uh, we use, we like to joke that uh, instead of uh, using our profits to send our owner to space, as some companies do, we <laughs> like to use our profits to put resources on the mission field. So okay. whenever people purchase through 10 the profits are used to send resources to people who otherwise couldn't afford them around the mm. world. And we have a specific focus on on sending evangelistic resources out, which we'll talk a little bit about uh, uh, later, I'm sure. But um, so, yeah, that's 10 We began 15 years ago in the UK, three years ago in the States. And if you shop online with us, it's only ever $1 shipping for your whole order. Wow. So that's a little incentive to use. So yeah, yeah that's, that's what we do. Uh, that's amazing. I just recently learned about 10 of those. And I think like I was reading into it and, you know, looking on your guys' website and I'm like, this is like too good to be true. It's, it's really, truly <laughs> incredible what you guys are doing. And I know we have tons and tons of book lovers and avid readers that tune into the podcast too. And I am one of those. And so to be able to do this, because I was just talking to someone the other day, I'm like, obviously the word of God is our number one, but to have yeah. resources like these books that you guys have vetted, which, okay, is incredible because I feel like there needs to be more of that or a lot more of people vetting books to just make sure that they, you know, like you said, that they stand up to the word of God, that they 
really point people back to the true gospel and that, um, you know, it's not really going off any crazy ways that are going to confuse people, but really just point them back to the Lord. I feel like there should be more of that, but I just think there's a big need for these supplemental resources, right? Like these, these books and these resources that you guys are selling and you guys are promoting because that really is an awesome way to, you know, just grow our faith and to hear from other people. Yeah, totally. And I think that sort of, uh, we really care about the spiritual health of of our customers. And so just like your church or your podcast or whatever, you know, you care for those that you're speaking to, you're reaching out. Well, we want to do the same. Mm, and yeah. the algorithm of other websites that say customers who bought this may, you know, also bought it, you know, yeah. they are not caring about um, you walking closely with Jesus. And we, we want to do that. And I think with books and resources, if they if they can help you walk daily with Jesus, then there there's something that we should should be encouraging. I mean, even the Apostle Paul, you know, he left his his coat behind and he left some some scrolls and yeah. he wrote didn't he to Timothy saying, "Look, bring me those things because I need them." Well, if if the Apostle Paul needs those things, then so yeah. do I. But, <laughs> Oh, I love that. That's awesome. This is a little bit of a side note, which I know we're going to kind of get into it later, but, and I want people to go check out the website, but is there like a particular book or resource right now that you're so excited Mm. about that you guys have online that you're offering right now? I mean, I know you have a lot, is is there maybe one you could share? I know there's probably a lot, but just to get people excited. I so I'm reading something at the moment called Sheltering Mercy. It mm-hmm. is um, it's prayers based on Psalms one to seventy two, and I think in the last twelve months or so, this book is is one. I mean, it's not a sit down and read book. It's kind of a, a devotional prayer book, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a resource in that sense. But in those moments where I've not known what to pray or how to pray of which I think there's been more of those moments recently Mm -hmm. this book has been a huge help to me so the authors um one of whom is uh Michael W Smith's son if uh, if you know that name but so yeah so they have kind of really paraphrased the Psalms to bring them together as as prayers using other elements of scripture. I found that massively helpful. One other one though, I, I just love, it's funny I'm in this role really because I'm dyslexic. So I find reading oh, really yeah. hard work. Oh, wow. And yeah, you know, so if I read a book once, I think, you know, I'm doing well. If yeah. I read it more than once, it means I've forgot I read it in the first place. Or it's so good that I wanted to go back to it. Sure. And one that I've read four times now is a book called Incomparable by Andrew Wilson. Oh, okay. And he goes through 60 characteristics of God. And for each one, they're just four pages long. So very manageable. If you're busy, got a hectic schedule, wow. just looking for sort of read small chunks, which I find helpful to, to kind of help with my reading. Yeah, Incomparable oh. by Andrew Wilson. I've found it a massive help to, to get to know God better. And as yeah. I get to know him better, worship him, mm-hmm. I guess, more Effectively, more honorably, and yeah, yeah there'd be two two highlights for me. Oh, that's amazing! But, uh, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, I love 
I mean, I've just encouraged a lot of people in my life, but just because I've seen so much fruit from it is just like getting to know God. But I think sometimes you're like, okay, like open the Bible and get to know God. And maybe you read a book like Leviticus and you're like, how can I get to know God through this? But just to have, you know, a resource like that, that points us to like, here's God's characteristics. Here's how we see it through scriptures, yeah. like even through complicated books in the Old Testament, you know, that can be sometimes it's, I think, like you said, you hit the nail on the head. Like it helps us to know him more and then to worship him more, to love him more. Totally. and to serve him more so okay that's amazing you guys and i think that, i think that's the point of the you know we don't want to just read to fill our heads and sort of be puffed up but yeah. we want to be filled up and and then for it to impact our our day-to-day -day life and our, our worship of him if it, if it doesn't grow our relationship with god then it's probably a book we don't want to be giving a lot of time to yeah. uh, would be how I'd approach it. But, oh, so, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, there's, there's place for, you know, like some like relaxing reads, which I usually don't totally. find, find myself doing yeah. a lot. Like when I read, I'm like, I want to get something out of this, you know? Yeah. Um, but I love that's what you guys are after at 10 of those. But okay. As we transfer kind of into this conversation today, because I so admire your heart for this and I've been really excited to hear the encouragement you have on this topic but um, I love to ask my friends on the show a favorite thing they're loving literally can be the most random thing it can be something that is so weird it can be something like spiritual non-spiritual um, but I'd yeah. love to hear what you're loving in your life this will sound um, very weird I think <laughs> but um when um, when lockdown and sort of pandemic and whatever hit, I just I tried to do some walking every day, and um, just mental health, but fitness, yeah. and also just to kind of get out and blow the cobwebs away. And so I've been doing that. Um, and as I've done that, I've kind of seen a bit more of creation and just been able to sort of appreciate, you know, a nice flower or a sunrise or yeah. these sorts of things. I am more and more taken. Um, with God's creation of wind, I just think it is mm. an incredible thing. So bear with me. I don't don't write me off as a weirdo. No, I but love it. <laughs> it. It is so powerful that it can blow over buildings, mm. and yet you know the weather. I'm in Chicago. The weather's just beginning to warm up a little bit. Oh, yeah. That gentle breeze is so refreshing. So it's it's strong, and yet a gentle breeze, and and then it's it's useful in that you know it can create energy and yet mm. be destructive at the same time. And then um, it, it it is you don't know where it comes from, and and then suddenly. Yep, the day is 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 calm and quiet. I just think the wind has so many different facets, and I, I don't think it's then surprising that the Holy Spirit is is um, you know wind is used as this picture of of the Holy Spirit and the work that He does. That He can be so powerful that He can just break into a life mm -hmm. with with no warning, and yet at the same time that sort of um, gentle breeze of nudging that also describes the work he did. I just, I'm more and more astonished by the creation of wind. I just think God is, is remarkable. So anyway, yes, that is what is, is, um, stirring my heart at the moment of mm. something that is just incredible. So sorry, that is perhaps the most random and weird that anyone's ever said, but, uh, no, it's, it's just I... I love it. And I don't, I mean, it is like something that you don't hear a lot, but I think there's something really beautiful to be said about that. Cause like, I mean, 
how often do we look at something like, you know, like the wind blowing the trees or like you said, wind blowing over a building and you're like, eh, it's like normal or you don't even think about it. Like, I love that, like that can point you to the Lord. So literally, I think that's a great reminder for us all to like stop and just, I don't know, just admire God's creation and remember that that's a way that we can worship him in a way that just like attests to who he is. So like, I mean, if wind can remind us of that, I think that's Mm -hmm. an an amazing thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's working for me right now. So no, I love it. Thanks for sharing. I think that's a good reminder. So, okay. I have been looking forward to this and I have been, I've had a couple of people in my DMs lately been like, okay, any tips for sharing the gospel, all these things? I'm like, you got to wait. Like I have an episode coming on this. So Uh I am really excited you guys to have Jonathan share a little bit about his heart. He has a huge heart for just sharing the gospel to unbelievers. Um, Even just 10 of those mission just to get evangelistic resources, which is what evangelism is, is just sharing the gospel with people and reaching out really the great commission. And so, um, I know you have a soft spot or passion for, for, you know, lack of a better word for the lost, for those who don't know Jesus. And so, um, I would just love to hear just what God has done in your heart, what you have learned through, through your life and maybe just how we can share the gospel with those who don't know Jesus. I think that is such a big can of worms. And I think to a lot of us, we want to do it, but there's a lot of fear associated. There's a lot of unknown, like how do I even step into that? Like in my schools or my situation, it can feel like this big thing that you just don't know how to break into. So how have you found, how has God really taught you, Jonathan, to really share the gospel in a way that, you know, that shows love and doesn't alienate and, you know, how to get over that fear of doing it? Well, my sort of the my background, which has I think has helped, is uh, my dad is is an evangelist, and so I, I grew up kind of in and around somebody sharing the gospel as their kind of their ministry, their day to day work. But I, I have to say, um, my heart always races when it comes to sharing the gospel with somebody, and the more I know them, the harder it is. Yeah, and so. <laughs> I, I, you know, whether it be um, friends, close friends, or a family member, yeah. I, I, let's acknowledge, yeah, that is really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it can be hard for a number of reasons. It can be hard because we're not used to doing it. Uh, it can be hard because of our own sin, perhaps because we're uh, ashamed of of the gospel or, or ashamed of mm. um, it, its weakness. Uh, or our own weakness, you know, we yeah. can be embarrassed that perhaps we don't know the answer, or right. we we worry we're not very articulate. All of those things are very real, so let's not pretend that they're not. Um, but, and it is a big but, I think uh, we we do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. So when when God uh, when when Jesus left this earth, He said, "I'm going to send you a Helper." And that helper was the Holy Spirit. Well, going back to that wind, you know, that it can be a very gentle or it can be a very ferocious wind. That right. helper, the Holy Spirit, can can be helping us in mm. our conversation. But I have to say, you know, I am a novice and 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 just nudging along gently, really. I don't think I'm anything more than that. Um, but I had a dear friend who helped me um, learning, you know, studying the Bible when I was younger. And she always used to say, Jonathan, have you fallen in love with Jesus? Mm. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 
2024 has simultaneously felt like the longest and shortest year. Our little family has gone through so many highs and lows and joys and valleys. I mean, Hunter's growing up so crazy and our calendars are so crazy. And this is usually the time of year where so many of us give up on our New Year's resolutions. And while some of mine have not panned out, to be honest, there are some that have. I am personally really proud of my consistent workout routine this year. It has been something that has been so off and on since having Hunter. It's also given me so much mental clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash truth talks. And that is a big challenge as a starting point because I will naturally talk to people about things that I love, whether it is, you know, my favorite food or a sports team. Yeah. Have I fallen in love with Jesus? So I think that is something to check. You know, do we do we love Jesus? Is he the one that we want to talk about wow. most? So that that's that's not always easy. And yeah. there's times where I feel like I don't love Jesus. I'm sure, you know, we've all felt that at times, haven't we? Yeah. And yet, um, you know, so have we fallen in love with Jesus? Mm. I think then another love question is, do I love my neighbor enough to get past the pain point of sharing Jesus? Wow. And again, you know, if I'm honest, no, not always. Yeah. Sometimes it's much easier to love myself and keep quiet. Yeah. Um, yeah. But do I love my neighbor? Uh, so two two sort of love questions there. Yeah. I think. And then. Yeah, go, go. Yeah, yeah, go. I'll just say, I feel like that is so important because it takes the focus off of off of ourselves. Cause I, yeah. for me personally, speaking from my personal experience and story, um, grew up in the church, like grew up knowing the Lord, like, you know, at times very comfortable with where I was at. And so I think that takes a lot of the focus off of ourselves and just where we get fearful, we get, yeah. it's easier, it's easier, you know, not to share. And, but to just to know like, Hey, do I love God enough? Do I love people enough? Because really it's not about me. Um, yeah. I have been given this gift and that is, yes, that's my personal story. That's about me. But then when it comes to sharing the gospel, it's not about me and whether I'm comfortable. It's like you said, it's about God and it's about other people. I love those questions. Well, I think you're you're absolutely on, on onto it there where you say, look, it is not about me. Because I think, you know, when we look at who we love, it then should lead us on to, well, and where is our confidence placed? Yeah. Because if the confidence is placed on how well I'm going to articulate something, well, n- nobody's going to be saved based on that. <laughs> yeah. And is my confidence based on kind of me explaining it well or or even my message being something that's kind of, uh, you know, a good marketing thing? If you were to devise a marketing plan and marketing message, you would not come up with the gospel. Yeah. It is 
you know, if I can say this reverently, it is a terrible marketing plan, the gospel, you know, to tell people that they, they've, failures before God. They fall short before God. And oh, by the way, come and deny yourself and die to self, pick up your cross. It's a terrible marketing plan. (laughs) But this is the thing. Our confidence is in the message. Our confidence is in uh, the one who brought it. That's the Lord Jesus. It's not in how we articulate it. It's not in our kind of well-devised marketing plan. But this is what I love. Jesus and the gospel never made these things small print. It wasn't kind of, oh, yeah, um, you know, what is it, like bait and twist or whatever. It's not, oh, yeah. oh click. You know, it's not, oh, we'll sell you one thing, but when it comes to it, it's, there is no small print in the gospel. Mm. Front and center, Jesus says, look, you are not sufficient. But my grace is sufficient. Where there is sin, the Bible says, there is much more grace. We have a message for all people to say, Jesus is enough. And yeah, come and die to yourself, but have life in Christ. Mm. It's no small print. That is front and center. That's great. And so do we, lo- do we love Jesus? Do we love our friends? And then where do we have our confidence? Mm. Don't put it in ourselves. Yeah. Don't, no, I can't do anything, but I can present Christ. I love, I just love where John, John the Baptist was baptizing people and he sees Jesus. And what does he say? He says, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That is both uh, the object, as we say, look, but also our message. Mm. The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And... So when we get those things in order, I think there's one further step, which is then to to pray and be intentional. So to each day be saying, right, Lord, I've got 24 hours ahead. Okay, I'm going to be asleep for eight of those or whatever. (laughs) But I've got some hours ahead. Please, will you give me the opportunity Mm. to share something of Jesus? Not something of my church or something of me, but something of of Jesus. Mm. And that may be a little sentence. Yeah. It may be a paragraph. It may be a one or two hour chat. Who I don't know, yeah. but give me an opportunity. Mm. And I don't know about you, but when I've prayed that, I'm amazed how many opportunity, opportunities come up compared to the days where I'm not praying and I'm not looking and those opportunities don't seem to come up. Is that, I mean, is it just me or is is that something you feel? No, I totally can relate to that too. I think uh, sometimes I am afraid to pray that. I mean, I used to be afraid to pray that prayer. I used to be afraid to go into situations where I had the opportunity or there would be an opportunity presented to me and the spirit would be like, do it. And I'd be like, no, Um, there's that element too. But like you said, every time you pray for something, you know, I was even just encouraging a friend the other day who was having a hard time, you know, struggling to read her Bible. And I said, you know what? I said, do you want to? I said, pray, pray and ask the Lord. I said, even if you don't want to, I said, pray and ask the Lord to give you the desire. And so I think it's the same thing there is that yeah. anything that God really lays out in his word, any of these things that um, we're called to as disciples of Christ, any, any of those things that we pray for, the Lord wants to honor and he will give us opportunities. So then it's kind of in our ball court. It's like, okay, are we going to get up and do it? And so I think that kind of leads me to another thought I was having too, Jonathan, is like 
when we come in those opportunities of, you know, God places us in, you know, in our school environments, you know, at the grocery store, wherever, and he gives us an opportunity when it comes to sharing the gospel or sharing, like you said, something about Jesus, because this is another side note. I feel like I'm going off of, but like, I like how you said something of Jesus, because I think maybe oftentimes we're like, okay, I have to uh, memorize three chapters of the Bible and be prepared to, to share it. You know, just this huge thing when I really love that you said something of Jesus. So when it comes to being in a situation where we share something of Jesus, I think a lot of times a question I get a lot and a question I've had too in my life is how do I do it without alienating people, especially like you said, people that are close to you in your life. I have a lot of close friends that do not know Jesus and or maybe kind of grew up knowing him, like sort of haphazardly going to church, um, but don't really know him. And so those are the scariest sometimes, like you said. And so if I want to keep those relationships, if I don't want to, you know, push people away, how do we do do that? Can we do it? Can we share the gospel without alienating people? (laughs) Well, absolutely, we can. Um, I'm going to recommend a a book for people on this because one that I've read recently is called Contagious Faith by Mark Mittelberg. um, And he looks at five um, almost um, uh, personalities in evangelism. And he says, actually, if we can understand what our personality in evangelism is, it can be quite freeing. Mm. So, for example, he'll say that there are... There are storytellers. There are people who, and that, that's what mine would be, there'd be people who, you know, perhaps can share their story or somebody else's story mm-hmm. as a means to share your faith. There are others who are just great at answering questions. They're much more sort of apologetic. So they, they would be, be great at answering people's questions of, you know, why does God allow suffering mm-hmm. or this sort of thing. There are others that are are caregivers so that they will just see a need in society Mm. and draw alongside. Now, we want to be able to be people who speak and act. We don't just want people thinking we're nice people, but we want people to understand we're doing good works because, uh, well, to use a Bible phrase, uh, we are loving because we have first been loved. And so, um, but he helps us understand those personalities. So I'd recommend that book. Mm. But yes, I think there are ways throughout our day that we can um, share elements of Jesus. So, um, you know, I'm picking up my boys from the school uh, school gate and I get chatting with a a dad uh, who's picking up his son. And I don't know, something might just come up about the news or the Ukraine or a sports team. Well, is there something that I can drop in? Maybe, hey, that's funny you said that. We were talking about that in church yesterday. And the minister said, and I might just say, I don't know, um, something about trusting God or God being powerful or I don't know, maybe something um, that maybe we have a great storm that comes by and I'm able to use the, oh, do you know what I was thinking? Yeah, um, the wind is so powerful. And it's funny, the Bible describes God as Mm. being, you know, his word being even more powerful than even, you know, that, I don't know, something of that. This, we've got to use our personality. I think our personality is something that is God given and, and can therefore be God used. Um, Something I try and do uh, where I can is, um, you know, let's say we go out for a meal 
and um, thanking the the waiter or the waitress at the end or maybe at the start and I'll say hey uh, we're Christians so we like to just stop and take a minute to thank God for for our food and maybe if I've got their name and hey, hey Andrew is there anything that we could pray specifically for you because we believe God answers prayer so could we pray for you now he may just say, oh, no, there's nothing or I don't believe in God. Or, you know, at that point, I usually say, well, that's OK. We do. So uh, <laughs> and then I have a, but you know, it's been amazing. Wow. The number of people who've said, yeah, do you know, could you pray for this sort of thing or whatever? Then at the end of the meal, I perhaps got an opportunity to say, hey, Andrew, we, I, I'm going to keep praying for that situation. Could I give you this little book? It explains how God loves us, how he died for us, how the Bible says, actually, that we're we we we're, we're sinners and do you know what i think we all qualify don't we when when it says that jesus came for sinners mm. that you and i qualify it's amazing how many people at that point will say well yeah i do yeah and you say well me too and that's who jesus has come for. You know, so it opens wow. the door of conversation yeah. by showing a bit of time bit of love and yeah, yeah so I, there's some of the things that I've perhaps tried to do and uh, just introduce Jesus into the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Amazing, amazing how it then goes. Right. I mean, and I know it's easier said than done, but like w- like in that sit- certain situation where, you know, you're sitting down at dinner, you know, at a restaurant and you're asking the waitress or whoever, what is the worst thing that could happen? You know, the worst thing, I mean, I don't know, there could be a lot of things, but I'm just thinking like the worst thing could be she just says no, don't pray for me, or I don't believe in God, or maybe, you know, walks away yeah. and gives you a weird look or something. And if that's the worst thing, can we compare that to what God calls us to is obedience? When God says, go and make disciples of the nations, it's not a maybe if you want to go. It's if you're a disciple of me, I say go as a command. Um, and then not in just this hopeless way, but like you said, the spirit gives us everything we need. And so when we compare maybe the weird look from the waitress uh, up against the gravity of being obedient yeah. to God, I think it's like, okay, I could, I can put myself out there. I can potentially meet that worst case scenario knowing that I was obedient and that I at least tried because I think a lot of times it surprises us. Like, you know, specifically um, a couple, about a month or two ago, I started going to physical therapy and I was chatting with my therapist and it was my second or third time. And she had just said, oh, she's like, happy Mother's Day. It was my first Mother's Day. And she said, how was it? And, you know, and she was really nice. And I kind of had a suspicion she might have known the Lord. I don't know. But then um, I said, yeah, it was really great. Since it was on a Sunday, I said, you know, I went to church with my husband and, and my son. They went out to lunch. And we just had a really great time. The service was really awesome. We just kind of very casually. I mean, she she introduced yeah. the, the topic. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, yeah, I went to church, you know, and we made it very clear yeah. that we were Christians. And she's like, hey, I am too. And so if if we yeah. wouldn't have talked about that, I wouldn't have known. And you yeah. you wouldn't be able – we had some really cool conversations about the Lord during our therapy appointments. And so um, even just little things like that, um, I think like you said, I love that you're encouraging us just to keep it simple and just kind of toss it into normal conversation. <laughs> and I think, yeah, this is where I think um, the, the love question is so important yeah. because as we love God and love others – well, the Bible says love casts out fear. Well, that then means my love for my physiotherapist, my neighbor next door, the dad at, uh, at school pickup, my love for the Lord and my love for him, which may just be small but growing, yeah. casts out the fear of what are they going to say and what. 
And I just think, you know, our world is is hurting. It is in great pain. And to show love and compassion with a smile on our face to say, actually, I I know the one that uh, has come to put things right. You know, I know the one who, while we were still sinners, died for us. What a great message that is. But I think, you know, you you mentioned your your physio just having a smile about her and kind of there was something about we can have, as it were, that something. Mm, yeah. So are we joyful people? Do we look people in the in in the eye when we're talking? Do we kind of do we thank them? Do we show it is amazing how these little things can help when we're then looking for opportunities yeah. to share. Yeah. And I don't want to give any impression of, you know, oh, I'm some sort of professional sharer of my fa- <laughs> I find it as hard as anybody yep. else. Right. I do. Um, and yet we go in the power of God and that that trumps all, doesn't it? And it but it it is hard. I do find it hard. But I never here's something. I never regret it. I have never regretted sharing my faith with anybody, even if they've rejected it. I've never regretted it. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. And if we, like you said, we can get past that, that fear. And I love how you just brought up that love casts out fear, love for God, love for others. And I mean, I really think anything good that we do, even just this morning, I'm like, okay, I don't really want to work out, but I'm going to do it. And then Mm -hmm. I, I, I did it and I'm like, I don't regret that. I feel really good. I'm glad I did that. It's the same thing. It's like when the Lord carries you, when, when the Lord brings you to situations to, I think even sometimes, um, I think we're afraid to share our faith because, you know, we either have this assumption or we're just like, oh, well, this person's not going to receive it. And even if they're not going to receive it in that moment, you don't know, you don't know what the Lord's going to do with that moment, whether that's in their life down the road or whether that's in your life, just being obedient. And so there's so much fruit that can come from doing it. Even if in the back of your mind, you think, I don't think this is going to work. I don't think that they're going to accept the Lord here on the spot. We just don't know. And so God just say, Hey, be faithful today. Like you were saying, Jonathan, just get up every morning and be like, God, give me opportunities. Um, It doesn't necessarily mean give me six people to convert today that'll say the salvation prayer. Like give me people to just love on and to, and to be faithful to and give me those opportunities. I think is so important. Um, I had one question too, as we kind of wrap up, and I think this is the biggest one, Um, not the biggest one. There's just so much to it, Um, but a very prominent question that I've had in my life and I've met a lot of friends that have. It's like, okay, I want to spread the gospel. I want to tell people about Jesus, but I'm either a new Christian and I don't know enough, or I know the Lord, but I don't really know the Bible like a lot of people do. I haven't gone to Bible school. Like just all these things are like, I don't feel like I know enough. We kind of touched on this earlier, Jonathan, but any encouragement for people who feel like they don't know quote unquote, enough to be able yeah. to share the gospel? Is there is there something that we can do to equip ourselves? Like, are there things that we yeah. should know, some basics? Like, how do we kind of, how do we meet that? Well, join the club because every <laughs> Christian is in that position. Yeah. They know Christian, however many letters they have, you know, after their name, good. <laughs> uh, knows all the answers. Um, because that's, that's the wonderful depth of the gospel, yeah. but also the God that we worship. Right. And so actually, if you think that you've you've cracked it and you, you, you know, you've plumbed the depths of God, you're in a bad position because you've misunderstood uh, who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, actually have confidence if you don't know all, all the answers. Yeah. 
But I do try and work towards the principle of if I'm asked something and I don't know the answer, I'll acknowledge it. Yep. But I'll then try and think later of, well, if I was asked that question again, how would I answer it? Now, mm-hmm. some of it maybe we we have to say we don't know. So why does certain things happen? Well, we don't know. Yeah. Um, there's, there's the, I can't remember which passage it is, but where the disciples ask Jesus, you know, why is this man, why was he born blind? Was it somebody's sin? Was it his or his parents? I think it's in John's gospel. And, and Jesus says, well, no, he was born blind so that you might see the works of God and then worship worship him. And so sometimes the answer is we don't know, but we certainly know that the purposes are about um, God being glorified. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would encourage people to have a an understanding of the gospel that they could share to somebody simply. Yep. And I would try and just work out something that you could share to a, a child, maybe a 10, 12-year-old. That's good. Because that's probably where a lot of people are at anyway in terms of their understanding. And so how would I explain the gospel to, to others? There's a, a book called Wow, which is a kid's book, and it explains the gospel in four words. Let's see if I can remember all four. I couldn't the other day when I was telling somebody, but <laughs> okay. four words should be able to. So wow, God created the world, and it was wow. Um, uh, uh-oh was Genesis 3, where things went went wrong oh, because of it. man's sin. Yeah. Um, aha was then what Jesus came to do. So while we were still sinners, he died for us mm. uh, and, and offered a rescue. And wow is uh, back to to us putting our trust in in God. Oh, no, sorry. It's yes and then wow. Sorry. So okay. it's four words. Wow. Um, uh-oh. Aha. Yes. Wow. Okay. And that even may be just the simple thing that you remember. I appreciate I couldn't remember all four, but um, just those, 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 um, now somebody, somebody else may have, well, creation, fall, redemption, consummation, whatever, but what's the outline? And I would encourage people to be able to, to explain that. Now you may be able to explain it through your own story. So here's my story of um conversion of i grew up in a christian family so i heard the gospel but i knew that i wasn't living for jesus i was falling short because i was a i was doing things my own way i was king of my own life yeah age 16 i heard the gospel for probably the 10,000th time but i had that aha moment of understanding that jesus died for me he mm. took on himself the sin of the world and that includes me and i put my trust in him. And as a result, post becoming a Christian, I'm still a sinner, but yeah. I am forgiven. I'm made right in the eyes of God. And one day I'll go to, to be with him where things will be put right. Mm-hmm. So using my own story, I'm explaining explaining the gospel. Yeah. Um, even perhaps using somebody else's story. So what do I mean by this? Well, um, do you remember the story of the dying thief? Um, so yeah. next to Jesus, as he as he was dying on the cross, what did he what did he say? Well, um, first of all, he he um, considers his, his own sin because he said, you know, we're getting what we deserve. So he he acknowledged his own sin. Then he acknowledged who Jesus was because he says this man has done nothing wrong, mm-hmm. and yet he's being punished. Then what did he do? He said to Jesus, "Remember me." Well, that's repentance, isn't it? That's confession of saying, look, I'm a sinner. You're not. Remember me. And what happened? 
Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. That is the gospel story through somebody else's story. And so whether it's our own, whether it's somebody else's, but come try and work out something that explains that simple, uh, the, the simple message. And you'll be amazed how many people have never heard it like that before. They may have gone to church for years, but never heard that. And um, I think this is also where resources can play a part. So I'm always, whether it's in my car or by my front door for when the Domino's pizza man makes a delivery <laughs> or you know, I, I'm chatting to somebody in my car or whatever it is, I have something to give to them. And the reason I, I do this is for a number of reasons. One, the books can often say it better than I can. <laughs> they can often say something at a time that I can't because I'm going to give it to them mm, um, yeah. uh, and maybe they'll take it on vacation. Well, I sadly can't go on vacation with them, but the book could. Um, they can also, books can say it in a way that I can't. So maybe they can be a bit more direct or maybe they're a bit more thought through or, yeah. um, you know, I say a sentence and it's gone when I say it verbally, but a book they can read and reread. And um, so I'm a big advocate of using books like that to to put into people's hands, to go in places, uh, to, to go to places I can't at a time that I can't, to say things I can't, to achieve something that God might might do through through words like that. So yeah, get a stack of stuff that you could introduce others to, mm. to Jesus with, and with a smile and a prayer, it's amazing what God mm. can do. That's amazing, and I am so thankful for your humility just on this whole subject, Jonathan, I think that's, and that's a huge thing that I was just thinking when you were talking to that humility, I think should be one of the the big things that we have when we have these conversations with people, whether you, mm -hmm. like you said, whether you have a, you know, a doctorate in theology or hermeneutics, whatever, or if you're a new Christian, you know, everyone in between, you can share the gospel and it doesn't matter. But as long as we all have Hopefully. humility in that, yeah. as in like, okay, like I may know a lot about the Lord, but I need to put on humility. I need to um, demonstrate that to people because I feel like one of the biggest things that draws people in is, is, is humility and people that maybe have been, you know, had have this misconception of Christians or maybe just assume that Christians are hypocritical. There's just a lot of these ideas sometimes floating around in people's minds about Christians, about people that love the Lord. And if we just put on humility and just demonstrate to people that we are just like them, <laughs> we, are, yeah. we are sinners in need of grace and well, remember the woman at the well, you see, what did she, she, she heard the gospel, she met Jesus, she went back to her village and said, come and hear uh, from the man who told me everything I knew. She knew next to nothing, yeah. you know, she was being converted just a few moments earlier and yet she was bringing people mm. to Jesus. Yeah. That is a great example. That's she wasn't. She she didn't know much at all. She was a baby, baby Christian, right. but she brought people to Jesus. Right. And she, I mean, and since we don't have Jesus physically like she did, we can be like, here, here's the word of God. Let me bring you yeah. to the word, Jesus himself. And we can do that today. Ugh, that's so, so awesome, Jonathan. I am seriously so thankful for this conversation. I'm thankful that, uh, that the Lord just really spoke to you powerfully and, you know, not to make it 
oversimplified, but in a way, yeah. I was just talking to a friend. I feel like sometimes we overcomplicate some of these things. And um, yeah, it can be a daunting thing. Like you said, you know, we don't we don't know it all and, and that's okay. And, you know, we we all get scared and, you know, our hearts race and, you know, we just get nervous. But I just think these simple things, these reminders, these simple encouragements are just so, so awesome. And uh, I just want to say thank you for being here. I have loved every minute of this conversation. As we close, I would love if you could share just again, um, where people can find you a little more about 10 of those and, um, just all that to close. Well, well, bless you. Thank you for having me on a real privilege. I, I don't take it for granted at all. So thank you. Yeah. You can visit our website, 10 and, uh, maybe you've got a question or you need some advice on, on a resource. If you, uh, on the bottom right hand corner, there's a, a, a live chat feature. You can use that and our team will make specific recommendations. We carefully pick mm. what we at what we choose so that we trust that you can trust it and it will point to Jesus and um, yeah, 10 of those.com. Appreciate Perfect. it. Thank you. Perfect. Yeah. I'll have 10 of those linked in the description so you guys can check it out and remember all the books that he recommended throughout this episode too, because you can find them there. Um, I love it. I love it. Thank you, Jonathan. It's been a blessing. Thank you.